money. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Welcome to the ESPC podcast, where every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade, more than $15 million and above. And what that means to you is, for example, week five, we went 14 and two, 87%. Uh, to put that in perspective, 59%. You can consistently live in Vegas. Some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really is really good. For me, it was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the insight, how to make that money, betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism and freedom is not free. And if we don't share information as middle class, upper middle class people, uh, probably this country will be in trouble. Uh, I figured out, but we have a lot of fun at the same time. We use business and financial concepts that I use in my other job to predict successfully the outcome of football games and monetize our time, highest and best use of your time. Uh, same methods, right, to help folks uh, invest in the right business, invest in the right stock, make sure their money outlasts their retirement. Same process we use to predict the games successfully. Decision science, return to the mean, probability theory, are all used in this podcast. Statistics, we use it all. We use all the methods to get to the truth, close to the truth. Elon Musk says, you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. We don't have as much money as Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, or the resources. However, what we do have right, is education, experience, and we use all those tools in our toolbox to make, uh, we're up to about $50,000 in NFL this year. But we share, we teach it with you, and another important business concept, if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, guess what? You are in the wrong room. Yeah, but most of those people don't know what to do, like what, how to get a good pick. Right. All right. So if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. Uh, people get diversity wrong. They think it's race, gender, disability, but it's more than that. They're, you know, finance, uh, what's complicated is two or more things, right? So diversity, real diversity, really is two to three to four to five different things to make money, to be pragmatic. So there's race, gender, disability that people talk about, but there's more. There's age diversity and there's regional diversity. And we got regional diversity with Scott up there in the Northeast getting different information. And then we have Chad, Southern California, young, he gives us youth 
He lets us know what the young people are thinking, right? As we make business decisions. And again, week five is a model, but we want to do better. Uh, 14 and two sides is just off the charts phenomenal. We look at 87%, like I said before, in the intro, 87%, 59%, you can live in Vegas, right? Buy a house and live in Vegas, worth bidding. So 87 is huge margins. So we'll go Scott, then Chad, uh, with first words today on this podcast, week six. So 87% means we can buy a mansion next to Derek Carr, right? <laughs> it's a John Gruden. John Gruden it, has a nicer place. I, uh, I got to watch the Hawthorne awesome effect an hour ago. Uh, you know, it was a good, really, really strong week for us. Uh, 87% on the sides. Totals will get there, I think. I believe. I believe the totals will get there. So if we could get the totals up with the with the sides, yeah. we could be consistently in the mid 70% range, which would be awesome. So, you know, I'm happy about last week, but still, again, not satisfied. Not satisfied. I want to do it again. So, right. Be consistent with it. Yeah, absolutely. That separates from people who have a weaker look in a while. Absolutely. Yeah, no, totally, man. Awesome. I think you know, I think we could all buy our own mansion next to Derek Carr. <laughs> man, but yeah, we we did our thing this week. I think the, the totals will get right. You know, definitely, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get right on those totals. Um, you know, a couple bad picks there. I mean, definitely we could have cleaned up a couple picks there and and got that to 60, 65 percent easily with two or three games the other way. So, um, you know, I think we just gotta you know take that into this week and um, and really just. Uh, no, interesting, Scott. I mentioned this on the Hawthorne effect, though, that uh, there was five dissenting picks, and and the dissenter was wrong every time. Zero and five. The the majority, the consensus went five and zero over the dissenter last week, which, which is pretty crazy. I mean, if two of us yeah. agree, the consensus picks. I mean, that's been the theme on this podcast, you know, since the you know the three the three of us really got together at the start of last season. So, you know, that's that's uh that's pretty good stuff there, man. Those consensus picks are are taking off. Ruth Bader's not working anymore. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I started taking all the uh, consensus picks. I started buying out whatever pick I had and just went with the consensus. And the consensus picks were hot. <laughs> all right, we're going to start. First game is the Chicago Bears uh, minus one. And what I got is under 38. So I'm going to count. It's a pick them right now. No spread. Yeah. Okay. What's the uh, totals? Th- totals 38 and then spreads out of pick them on Bovada. And FanDuel's got this the over under 37 and a half. So it's even money or is it minus 105 or? Minus 110, both sides. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go minus 110 Chicago at home. It's a really, really, really bad Washington team. And we talked about it yesterday. <laughs> Rivera can't walk back what he said about his quarterback. Mm-hmm. And guys are like, okay, it was almost like what's going on with Indianapolis. We're putting our bodies on the line, all this pain, you know, uh, severe injuries for the rest of our lives, CTE, and our quarterback sucks. Uh, and Chicago has a good defense on a short week. Then you're asking me to travel. A lot of guys don't like to play Thursday night. So big time problems in Washington. Uh, Chicago's a more motivated team. They lost close division game last year. There's young team with a lot of uh, naivete and false hope. (laughs) 
that that franchise is going to get any better. But this enthusiasm will get him, get him the win. They'll be under 38. But Fuss or whatever his name is, he's a good coach. And he'll, he'll get those guys ready to play on defense, keep the score down, plus one. Uh, Fields ran more in a division game. So I feel that he'll be able to – he's not going to run as much as a division game, but he's going to run enough to keep the clock going because that's what we care about and keep it under. We'll go Scott then Chad. What do you guys think? I'm 100% in agreement with you. These Thursday night games have been horrific to, to watch. <laughs> this could be another I mean, one. Tommy, you need to sleep. You can just watch these. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ch- Chicago is the, be- is the better team, I think, in my mind. Um, I think they're going to run the ball like crazy. Uh, Washington, their last three, is, is surrendered 80 yards a game. But I think Chicago can get over 100 in this game. And I think the Chicago defense is, is going to be the difference in this game. This, this has all the makings of one of those 14 to 10, 17 to 10 type of game. So uh, I agree with you, Josh. Chicago in the under in this. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I mean I- – I bet Chicago the minute I watched Juan Rivera say my quarterback, my quarterback. You know, I mean, there's really no way you can get behind, um, you know, the Redskins or the Lord Commanders and for that matter. Um, with what they've done last week, I mean, offense is just, just so bad. And I just think the team, I mean, when your coach makes a comment like that, you know, I mean, that's your boy. Like, that's your quarterback. That's your teammate. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's saying that shit about our quarterback, what's he saying about me? That's, you know, I just think it really, really does a lot for just the camaraderie and just, you know, the, you know, football's a team sport, man. You can tell when guys are playing together, 11 guys, and when they're not. And Yeah, you, you got to love Chicago at home here on the money line uh, in a primetime game, coming off a tough conference loss. Offense looked good, though. They were able to move the ball, had some success. Um, and, yeah, I mean, this – I'm with you guys on the under. This game's got to go under, man. I mean, I just can't see short week. You know, both offenses, nothing special. You know, the, the Bears' defense going to be ready to go. There's going to be a lot of running on both sides. And, you know, I mean, Rivera's a defensive-minded head coach for the Redskins, so you think he'll be able to dial something up, keep, you know, keep this keep his team in the game. Um, yeah, I think we see a low-scoring game. Chicago will pull it out at the end. They'll have a little bit more, uh, just a little bit more here to, to, to pull it out in the fourth quarter. So, with you guys, Chicago money line under the 38. Love those picks. Yeah, this this harkens back to remember Tampa Bay went into Chicago two years ago and lost on a Thursday night short right. week. Right. Uh, same same type of deal. Same type of deal. So I remember saying on that podcast because I, I predicted it. I mean, I don't think anybody from Chicago that night, and I picked that game. Uh, and I said every single team, no matter how bad they are, have four built-in wins. Right. Right. And this is a built-in win for the Chicago Bears. No doubt. From the get-go. All right, next game is uh, – you guys check me because we don't have uh, – I, I'm all, I got Bovada open, Josh, so I'll give you whatever game. I'll give you the current line on Bovada. Check me. Uh, crazy day, but Jason is in parts unknown. On a nice cruise, he was sending me pictures. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. Using his winnings wisely with his wife. So that's good stuff. Uh, I got San Francisco traveling to Atlanta. San Francisco is a six-point favorite. 
and the total is 45. Yeah, right now I got San Francisco minus five and a half, and the total is at 44 and a half. Yep. Yep. 44 and a half. Okay, that's good. Because I'm going to go with Atlanta plus six over 44. Uh, this is the second week in a row for San Francisco on the road. They're taking care of their business within the division. Those games count for two. Uh, the defense is playing well. Uh, John Lynch's defense. Uh, Atlanta is getting Kyle Pitts back. I like their offense. I like <laughs> Arthur. Arthur Smith before the season was bragging about his offense. Uh, he, he was saying we're going to make some noise. We're going to do some things. I like the way his offense is going. He has a horrible defense. That's why I'm going over 44. But I like Atlanta in this situation against a team traveling across the country, second week in a row. And remember, salesmen think short term, businessmen, women think long term. Shanahan has been to two Super Bowls, one as a head coach, one as an assistant. His dad went to Super Bowl. So he doesn't care about an early uh, division game across the country. He's going to be very vanilla. And that's going to allow this game to go over in Atlanta to cover six points. We'll go uh, Scott in the chat again. I hate the descent. But I'm gonna. Do we know if San Francisco went back home and, and is coming back across the country again? I haven't heard anything on that. They played on the East Coast last week. I can try to check that real quick. In, in Carolina, because that would make a huge difference for me in this game, because it's an early game. You're traveling across the country. So I, I'm going to go with Josh on this. I think Atlanta is going to keep it close. I think it's going to be with it probably about a field goal game. I think San Francisco can win this game, and they probably will. Um, yeah. And I'm going to go under on this because I think San Francisco's defense is just too, too good um, for Atlanta. I think Atlanta can is going to play the same way they played last week against Tampa where they had trouble passing the ball. Um and they still run the ball a ton, so they're going to do what Atlanta does. But I'm going to say uh, Atlanta plus the six, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go under the 44 and a half in this. All right. Break the tie, Chad Nolan. We agree on the side. Yep. I think yeah. So. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm going to go. Um, yeah, I, I like ATL Atlanta here plus the six, and that's a good pick. Um, you know, two tough games here. You know, I think this is going to be a close down to the wire game. I think San Francisco will pull it out, but I think this one will be very competitive. Um, you know, Atlanta at home here getting the six points. I think they'll be able to cover this spread. And then, yes, total wise, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this one squeaks over. Um, you know, San Francisco, you know, they got a good, good running game. They, they're going to be able to score the ball on weaker defenses. Um, you know, we saw that last week against the Panthers. So, you know, I think they'll be able to score here, um, you know, enough for, to get this one to go over. And then you got the plus one with Mariota. You know, I know that the um, you know, the 49ers defense has been playing good, but I think that plus one will give them just enough fits to have it squeak over. You know, so I like, a, you know, you got yourself a, a 28 to 24 type game, 27-24, uh, Something like that, I think, where this one gets gets close closer to 50 here and squeaks over the 44 and a half. So I'm going to go Atlanta plus the six and the over the 44 and a half. Over four, 44 and a half. 
They're noticing the plus one with Mariota. They're doing it smart. He's not really running into the fourth quarter where those defensive linemen are tired and worn down. Uh, Nick Bosa isn't going to play. So that's what I'm thinking. A lot of guys aren't going to be able to play. And you're actually right, Scott. Uh, the 49ers are in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So uh, Nick Bosa is flying back. So I think they're gonna their their starters are not gonna play the same amount of snaps as they used. Yeah, it's almost like a catch twenty two though. You know, it's like, would you rather fly back home and be in your own bed for you know five six days, or you know, be in a strange hotel room for for a week? You know, camping out. It's like you don't it's have a to distraction. It's definitely you know. a distraction for them. So. You know, I think it's harder to prepare when you're not in your normal preparation settings, you know. Yeah. Definitely think it gives Atlanta just a slight edge, having a team have back-to-back games where they have to stay, at a, you know, stay somewhere for that whole week. You know, new new everything, new, new, new room I'm living in, you know, new food, new chef, new practice field, new training room, maybe staff personnel is different than that is in the home training room. So, I mean. All that stuff, I think, can can play a little bit of a factor here for Atlanta to pull out the cover. Yeah, yeah Atlanta scored 15 points in the fourth quarter, and then they scored a lot of points late against Seattle as well. So that's their stretch. Yeah. And I think in this situation, second week in a row, kind of worn down at the hotel rooms. Winston-Salem, North Carolina, kind of depressing. <laughs> Small southern town. So the consensus is going to be – uh, Atlanta. Remember, the average score of an NFL game is 45 points. So 44, tiny bit low. So the consensus is Atlanta plus six over 44. Uh, next game are, I can't believe this, right? Can you guess what it is? The Cleveland Clowns minus three. Is this right, Chad? Their favorite over. Bill Belichick. Yeah, it's down to two and a half on Bovada, but they are favored. Totals at 43 and a half up from 42. 42 and a half is where it opened at. Right. Uh, man, it, was, it's, it feels like the Indianapolis last year, but Indianapolis has a really good coach. Uh, the Clowns don't. Uh, I'm betting against, uh, you know, it's not. The house is fun money. It's my money. So I'm over 80% betting against analytic teams. So I'm going to keep it going. And Belichick is like Putin. It's like Fidel Castro. He blows out. He kills all his enemies. And he hates the Browns for firing him. Uh, he hates the city. He, you know, the same thing he does with the Giants. Uh, he's going to win this game. It's going to go over 43 because the Patriots, uh, Belichick's supposed to have his defense and all that, but even Detroit last week had 100 yards on him. He hasn't stopped the run at all this year. Uh, and that's the best thing Cleveland does. So I think this game will go over. The 24-20 New England uh, wins, and I'm going to bet the money line, plus three, over 43. What do you think? We'll go Chad then Scott. Yeah, man, I love this pick. You just – you got to love the coaching grudge here between 
Belichick and the Browns here. Um, getting three points against an analytics team. Um, you know, that's just been so hot and cold. I mean, that just had a debacle against the Jets at home. I think New, New England can win this game. So I, um, I really like them getting three points here. Debacle against the Chargers. It was just like the Jets. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think you got to sprinkle the money line here. Um, you know, take them plus three, sprinkle that money line. And then, yeah, I mean, this game, um, you know, because of the grudge last year, snuck over late, you know, and I, I think that'll be the case. Um, you know, with Zappy back there, the Patriots are, you know, kind of offensively, you know, making some changes. Um, you know, they're letting him kind of throw it around a little bit more. So, you know, with that being said, it could be, that could, I think those are, it's a plus for the over either way. You know, he could maybe throw a bad pick six and that, you know, makes something go over or he, you know, throws it around and scores a couple extra touchdowns for the, for the Patriots. But I do think, um, you know, both teams here late are going to try to score and run, run up a lead and make sure they score late. They're not going to concede with, with the coaching grudge. So um, you got to like, like, um, you know, them to, to keep trying to score, which, you know, late will make this one squeak over. What do you think? I agree, 100% agree. What do you think, Scott? I'm in agreement with both of you. I think the uh, the Patriots uh, showed a lot last week. Uh, Detroit shot themselves in the foot numerous times last week by going for it on fourth down. Right. Uh, too met too many times. Um, but Belichick, that's what he does against Jared Goff. He shuts him down. He plays well. His defense plays phenomenally well, and it's going to happen again this week. I mean, Belichick is probably as fired up for this game as he's been for any game in the past three or four years, um, other than the Cleveland game. So I love the Patriots in this spot. Getting points, give me that all day against Cleveland. Um, and it's going to go over. It, it's going to be, a, I agree, 24-20, 27-20 type of game. Um, and I think Belichick will shut the run down. I think that's what that, that's what he'll, he'll design his defense to do, load the box, Shut yeah. it down. Make Joe Jacoby Brissett throw the ball to beat him. And but then again, you can o- you can only slow Chubb down so much. Absolutely, I mean, he's a freaking animal. So I mean, yeah. that's he's gonna get his. You know, then you're not gonna be able to stink yeah. him, but you can definitely you know slow him down. But they he, they should still be able to get enough to get this thing to go over. Yeah, and especially in the second half, uh, Belichick, Belichick, he likes to have these big fat defensive linemen. Um, to kind of, you know, control the middle. In the second half, um, they'll get around them <laughs> and score some points and get it over, but still they're going to lose. And the, and the other thing is I'll sprinkle the money line too, and I'll, I'm going to be interested in the second quarter to look at the second half line. Oh, yeah. Because if it's a close game, I'm taking the Patriots' second half line. Right. If it's if it's a close, like 14 to 10 type of game. So. Yeah, big time, big time. Or if the Patriots are blowing them out, because – very interesting article read in the athletic. It was pretty good. Had some flaws in it. I got to call the guy out. Had some flaws. But what he said was that Belichick is stopping people now to run when he has to, when it's important. When it's not important, people yep. are getting run, getting 200 yards like Detroit did. But when it was important for Detroit to run the football, they didn't. And Goff is not smart enough to just take off and run. Three times, all he needs to do is three times. Take off and run, Goff. He didn't take off and run at all. And that's, especially on fourth down, he needs to take off and run. Belichick was taking everything away except the quarterback run. <laughs> that's why Goff needs to get with Chad and I, 
start running some sprints and having to run the bleachers at the high school. So you can run when you need to uh, to win a game like that. Next game, so consensus pick is going to be the Pats plus three, money line over 43. And then we're going to look, the Patriots are tied going into the second half. We're going to go with the Patriots. And they have a, an advantage because they're not letting the computer make decisions. They're letting yep. a band who's won seven Super Bowls <laughs> make the decisions. Uh, Green Bay coming after a bad loss. Cheapo teams. So the cheapo teams come back from London and aren't taking a bye week. Much to the chagrin of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they're playing an inferior opponent uh, this week. So I like uh, Green Bay minus seven and under 44 points. And they're playing Carolina, right? Uh, no, no, the Jets. They're playing the Jets. Yeah. New York Jets. Uh, one of the most fraudulent teams in the NFL other than the New York Giants. <laughs> With a fake 3-2 record. What do you think? We'll go uh, Scott in the chat. It's something... <laughs> Green Bay, there's something missing with them. I, I watched that whole. I, I, I watched most of the game in London against the Giants. There's just I don't know what's going on with them, but there's something missing between the offense and the defense. I mean, Jay Alexander on the defense spouted off, and Rogers called him out in the press post game press conference right. about if they lose next week, then they'll they'll start worrying. And Aaron Rodgers was like, "We don't talk about losing around here," right. so. This is just a little dissension going on right now, and there's just a little missing in this. Having said that, I think the Jets' bubble burst this week. I think going to Green Bay in a spot where they could go four and two, they could be four and two. Um, I, I think it's just the bubble bursts, and I think Zach Wilson reverts to to last year's Zach Wilson. Right. So I'm going to take Green Bay uh, minus the seven, and I'm going to take the under. I think this is going to be one of those. The Jets are not going to be able to score more than 10, 15 points, 14 points. And I think Green Bay is going to get in the mid-20s somewhere. So. Right. It's a big coaching mismatch, too. Joe Barry. Yeah. Something about Tom Kiffin. Uh, he's been one of the defensive coordinators for a long time. Uh, he knows a lot of football. And, uh, and defensive coordinators have been the trend this year and for many years. They beat these young quarterbacks in – this guy was hurt last year. He's basically in his first year. What do you think, Chad Nolan? Yeah, no, I'm with you guys here, man. Um, you know, Green Bay coming off a tough loss. Um, you you got to like them here to bounce back at home. Um, you know, they seem to play play really well at home, man. Historically, they're a really good team at home. Um, you know, and also the weather's cooling off. You know, that I think, you know, that the weather on that day has a low of 33 and a high of 52. So, you know, you got to think there at around noon, you know, you're going to have about a 40, you know, 40 to 43 degree low 40s temperature. So, um, you know, it's going to be cooling off a little bit. And, you know, I definitely think that plays here to Green Bay. And I definitely think that plays um, to this to this under this being a little slower style. Um, you know, it takes the body some time to adjust to that cold weather. Those first couple cold games can um, can definitely um, be tough to adjust to as a player. So I, I, I think that um, is definitely going to help keep this one under um, with that colder weather coming in. And, uh, you know, I, th I, I think Green Bay here, you're getting them on the key number of seven, um, you know, try to get them six and a half, nothing more than seven, but I, I think they'll be able to do enough here to uh, 
win this game by more than a touchdown. And I uh, think this one will, will stay under. I think that uh, Barry will dial up here a good game plan and keep the Jets in check. Yes, he's, he's married to Ronnie Kiffin's daughter, which makes him the son-in-law lame Kiffin, the head coach for your Ole Miss Rebels. So the consensus pick is Green Bay, minus seven, under 44. Uh, next game that we will tackle, another game that you might want to record if you're having trouble sleeping. By the middle of the first quarter, you will be snoring. Well, maybe not snoring, but you will be asleep no matter what's going on with you. It is the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, going to Indianapolis. Two of the worst quarterbacks in the league. One, because he's really, really young. And one, because he's really, really old. <laughs> Matt Ryan. Uh, this spells under all the way, but the total is 42. So I think two desperate teams who played horrible on offense last week. These are two Mormon brothers in the same mission, uh, along with Andy Reid. Andy Reid guys off coach of Kansas City. Uh, remember, Frank Wright was the reason that Peterson got a Super Bowl because Peterson sucks. We saw that last week, and it's all caving in for Jacksonville. Defense has been on the field too long. They were already worn out. The Colts need to score points on offense. I am not the fantasy guy. Don't ask me. Ask Scott. He is the professional fantasy guy. But uh, you got to look at Pittman this week to have a big week because they need to get him going. They need to score. Uh, so this is going over the 42. The Colts are a loser team. And loser teams, you can't trust them with points. They're like the family member who is in recovery or a drug addict. It's always asking for money. Has a big story about Thanksgiving dinner, how they're going to do a pot, pot roast. They get to Thanksgiving dinner. They say the pot roast burnt. Uh, they're late. And then, you know, in the middle of the dinner, I slip them 100 bucks and say, hey, listen, you can keep this 100 bucks. You don't have to pay it back. Because I know they're not paying it back anyways. And I know they need money, so I'm getting ahead of the game, giving them 100 bucks because you couldn't trust them to get the Thanksgiving dinner on time, much less you knew that pot roast wasn't happening either. So, crazy game, goes over 42, and I like the Colts on the money line. What do you think, uh, Scott, when we go chat? So the history in this series says take the Colts. Colts never win in Jacksonville, and then they come back and they, they beat the Jags in Indianapolis. Right. Indianapolis probably needs this game a lot more than the Jacksonville Jaguars do, only because of where they're supposed to be and where they, they want to be headed. Right. So I'm I'm going to take the Colts minus the two over 42. And I agree totally with you, Josh. This This could be a Michael Pittman type of game where he, he needs to get going big time, and I think he will. I just yeah. don't have faith Jacksonville's going to gonna go up to Indy and win that game. So, yeah, I will say this. Uh, the biggest arms I've ever seen was uh, Pittman's dad. When I sold him a uh, cleaning franchise, Janet King, Clearwater, Florida, <laughs> 2005. His dad played for the Bucks. What do you think Chad Nolan about this game? Yeah, no, I mean – 
you got to go Indy here, man. This has, you know, got the revenge game theory aspect. They just got skunked earlier this year. They lost that last game of last season there. Um, so the last two games against the Jags, they lost. Right. Um, so you got that zigzag theory for this year. You got revenge theory. Um, they're back at home. Um, you know, they got shut out last time, you know, a couple weeks ago there in Jacksonville. So you got to think right being an offensive guy, man. He's going to do everything he can to score some points. So you got to like the over here. Um, you know, so I'm with you guys. You, you got, you know, highest probability of, of cash in this game is, is Indy on that money line and uh, and over over the 42. So I'm in total agreement. I don't think there's any other way you can really play that game. No, we got a lot of theories going on in that. Uh, so your Colts on the money line with the consensus pick over 42. Uh, next game, uh, the Miami Dolphins remind me, you know, my younger days when I was dating, maybe when I was dad's age, you know, there's always a tale of two women or three women. Is that one woman is really good at the beginning of the relationship, but you know she's kind of crazy and kind of wild, and you don't take it too seriously because it's going to go up and down, right? That's how the Dolphins are. They started great, like House of Fire, and now with Tua getting hurt, cheap franchise, uh, they got a great defensive coordinator, but they're depleting, so they're up and down. So now you got the Minnesota Vikings, another cheap franchise. With a criminal owner, there was a lot of money to the IRS. So this is almost another criminal NFL owner bowl here between him and Ross. And the cause of death of the GM hasn't really been said. Hopefully he didn't poison him. He died in the booth in the last preseason game. So that's why these games are wild. Uh, you got Minnesota as a two-point favorite. I mean, that's right. The over-under is 46. Uh, I like Miami in this situation. They need a win. Uh, again, we'll say that Skyler uh, Thompson, or whatever his name is, was thrown in there uh, and didn't really have his whole package together. Now they're going to have the package for him. The Chad was right on yesterday's podcast. It's going to be plus one. Uh, he's a horrible thrower. He's really bad thrower at Kansas State. He's bad thrower in the NFL. So he's there to run. So he's going to have his running shoes on. The quarterback makes three first downs with his legs. That team wins 70% of the time. That's what his package is about. And once that safety even thinks of stepping, makes one step forward, immediately McDaniels is going to go into Thompson's ear and say, all right, throw it deep to Tyree Kill. Why? Right? Because that's what you want to do. You want the safety to come in, trying to think, or maybe to get a spy. What The second they put a, sky, a spy on Thompson, Thompson is going to throw a bomb to either Waddle or Tyree Kill. Man, it's going to be hot in Miami. I look at the weather to see other guys get into it. But giving Miami second half line in this game, those defensive linemen for Minnesota are going to be worn down. They were worn down last week with Chicago already. And Chicago is one of the worst offenses in college and pro. And they were able to get some yards on Minnesota last week. So give me your Miami Dolphins. Plus four, give me over 45. The average total of an NFL game is 45. And give me Miami on the second half line. We'll go try to let Scott on this one. Well, Scott, actually, you go first. I, I want to hear what you say because I'm curious. So, Minnesota's been, like, living on the edge the last three weeks. 
They were up big against New Orleans. They allowed them to come back, tie the game. Minnesota wins. They barely beat Detroit. They had to have a last last final drive to come back and win that game. They barely beat a Chicago Bears team that's been playing high school offense type of football. I think going down to Miami, the Heat got Buffalo a few weeks ago, if you remember. I think the Heat's going to get Minnesota too. I think Minnesota's just been playing really too many close games in this. And Tyreek practiced in full today, which is a great sign because he left the game last week in a walking boot. So that's that's a huge sign for Miami that he'll be ready to play this week. Um, having said all that, I, I think Miami wins this game. I'm going to take Miami and I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the over because I think both these teams defenses will be tied in the second half. And I think it'll be, um, aerial assault, especially Minnesota with Justin Jefferson is right. going to, is just going to throw and throw and throw. So that's, that's where I am with the game. I, I like my, I like Miami in this situation. A lot of people are underestimating them, especially with Skylar Thompson, who who has already been said he been told he's starting this week. Um, again, as you said, how many reps did he get in practice last week? Zero. 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 So he will be fully prepared to play this game. I think they will dink and dunk a lot and then hit Tyreek on a few a uh, couple of uh, deep balls. So I like Miami and I like the over in this game. 100%. So that is the consensus pick. Well, we got one more. Well, that's consensus. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It doesn't matter what I say. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you guys. I definitely, um, definitely on that over with you guys. And um, I don't know. I, 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 you guys convinced me to Miami though. I, I was kind of thinking, uh, originally maybe Minnesota on that money line, thinking that. Kevin O'Connell, because he's from San Diego. You're from San Diego. You know, well, you know, I just think, I just, you know, a, a rookie quarterback that's not a really good, um, you know, you know, passer of the football, you know, but, you know, McDaniel is a really good offensive line. I mean, I I, I like what he did with uh, Thompson in that game on the fly. Um, so you got to think with a week of preparation, he probably could put together even a better package. So, um, yeah, I think you guys convinced me. I think in that heat, man, um, the way that the Minnesota defense, I mean, they haven't really been stopping anyone. They struggled with the plus one last week a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins, you know, at home here, plus four. Give me those Dolphins plus the four. And, um, yeah, over the uh, – the, what's it at, 45? Over the uh, 45 and a half. I'll buy it yeah. down to 45. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So, that is uh, your unanimous pick. Miami plus four, over 52, the Miami second half line. We were like 80% of those last year. I started around week eight, but I've noticed that defense is wearing down faster this year. Uh, who knows about the conditioning? Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals go to New Orleans. And that dome, I mean, that dome is hot because that dome, that air conditioning doesn't really work. Uh, the total is 43 and a half. Uh, the, the coach Taylor in Cincinnati knows he has a cheap team and he does a great job with that offense. Uh, Burrow doesn't snap until there's two or three seconds left. Uh, a lot of ball control to protect his bad defense. He plays deep zones. They do make an adjustment for the second half. So I like the under. 
And I like the Saints plus one. It could be a crazy game. Uh, the Saints are getting people back on offense. The Saints need this game badly. And really, I think the Saints have a better roster and just about as good a coaching. So we'll go Scott, then Chad. What do you guys think about this game? Cincinnati minus one. The total's over under 43 at the New Orleans Saints. I like the pick. I'm going, I'm going with you on this. I think New Orleans unlocked the cheat code. Taysom Hill. I think him getting in the game, him being able to run as effectively as he is. Um, if it doesn't matter who's the quarterback, Andy Dalton, James Winston, Taysom Hill is going to be a factor. And teams can't stop him. They know they know when he's on the field, it's coming. You still can't stop him. So I love New Orleans at home in this situation. Um, you know, I think Cincinnati is going to be very vanilla. I think Cincinnati took a huge step back with that loss last Sunday night at Baltimore. So I love New Orleans. And would you go to the under? Did you go to the under or over? I went the under. I think it's going to be. Yeah, over. it's going to be the under. It's going to be the under. I think the reason why New Orleans scored all those points is Seattle is awful on defense. Yes. So I, I think Cincinnati's a little bit better than Seattle. So I think they can hold them under the 43 points. And I'm, I'm with you guys here, man. I love that New Orleans plus two. Give me that. And then, yeah, I mean, the under here, I, I, I think it's the right call. You know, I know last week they played a shootout with the Seahawks, but, you know, the Seahawks have kind of been doing that to everybody. So I think, you know, with their defense coming to town, you know, they play a different game plan for the Seahawks, but I don't think that's how the Saints are trying to continue to play. Um, and I think both teams are really going to try to run the ball. Um you know, can, can and control the control the game and keep this one low scoring, control the tempo, and um, you know, so I, I I think this one is is definitely going to stay under. And you know, New Orleans at home here getting the two points. Um, you know, I think they they win this one outright. So give give me that little insurance, and you know, I'm, we're good. That's awesome. So the unanimous pick is going to be the Saints plus one. It's at plus two right now in Bovada. Plus two, so I'll get that again because they got plus one, plus two, under 43 and a half. I think you have some, you know, I don't know if you call it recency bias, but you have some bias because the Bengals were in the Super Bowl last year. But if you live in the past, you died in the past. That was last year. Uh, I don't see them. I don't see them beating the Saints this time. Next game is uh, Baltimore. At the New York Giants, and Brian Deball, who was the offensive coordinator for Nick Satan in 2017 when they won the national title, when Deball pulled Jalen Hurts at halftime and put Tua in. Then Tua was wiped out, and they beat Georgia. Uh, he's out of conference. Arba on the road. It's up to six right now, is what I'm seeing. Yeah, five and a half on Bovada. And Fleur was saying, hey, Devo, I'll coach me last week. No, no doubt about that. Uh, and you know what Devo is doing. It's that same offense he ran in Alabama. Uh, except that one quarterback's already in concussion protocol. The other one is hurt. So you might see the third stringer. You might see a lot of uh, Wildcat as well, which is Juan Barkley. But he's, he's playing plus one, and you get – Plus one can only take you so far. I don't. I haven't seen a, a team win a Super Bowl 
was plus one. Or a running quarterback was two. Parkington got close. Uh, John Elway wasn't a running quarterback when he won his Super Bowls. Uh, you can't win long term with that. Short term, maybe. Uh, I like the Giants, maybe not to win this game. I doubt it. Tucker is going to need the difference. A lot of teams have backed up field goal kickers. But the Giants, in the way Harbaugh likes to play, this is right in Harbaugh's pocket. That's the Harbaugh Mafia football family's philosophy. His brother in Michigan is running it just as much as Service Academy. They run it 61% of the time in the University of Michigan. So family, this is a family philosophy to run it, to play a tough game. He has a better plus one quarterback in Lamar Jackson our favorite thrower that we're hoping he becomes a pass for one day. So I like the Giants plus six under 45. Let's go uh, Scott in the chat. I'm with you. I mean, I'm going three sides. I'm going Giants plus six, Ravens on the money line, that's under 45. That That's how I'm going. If you noticed last week in the last drive that, that Tucker kicked the game winning field goal, that was a Lamar drive. Lamar ran the ball really, really well. I think he can do the same against the Giants. I think the Giants can keep this game close throughout. I, I don't think this is going to be a two touchdown any type of game any at any time. Yeah. So I think the Giants are going to keep it close. But I think ultimately the Ravens do win the game, probably on a late Justin Tucker field goal. He's the ultimate weapon in the NFL right now in terms of special teams. And give me the under. I think both teams are going to run this ball so many times that it's going to stay under. So right. that's where I'm at. I was a special teams coach for Andy Reid for 10 years. So that's a really good point. He's going to try to win with uh, uh, field position, with the special teams. Control. What do you think, Chandola? Yeah, I'm with you guys, man. You, you got gotta to be on the Giants here. Uh, plus a six. This is going to be a low scoring, a lot of running type game. Um, you know, weather probably is going to be cold. Um, you know, so I think, you you know, you, you, the dog and the under here are the plays. There's no no other way you can go with it here. I just, um, you know, we're going to see a steady dose of run and both these teams are going to be super vanilla. We're out of conference and I think the Giants will be able to keep it close, man. The Giants, you know, have been surprising me every week. Um, I think they got enough enough talent here to compete in this game um, and take it down to the wire. And uh, like you said, I mean, Justin Tucker is going to be the deciding factor in a lot of these close games. So, uh, no, I'm with you guys. Giants plus six and under uh, the 45 and a half. All right. That is unanimous pick. Giants plus six, under 45 and a half. And I'm going to go with Scott just to cover my butt a little bit. I'm going to put the Ravens running line. You went two out of three. 66%, you monetize that football game, which is the purpose of uh, next game. Another game that's going to be a lot of running. Uh, the Bucks have been a low-scoring team this year. Eight points against the Steelers. Uh, professional teams. The NBA starting. And I want a lot of money in the NBA just doing this. Professional teams, no matter how bad they are, they are professional teams. And Tomlin has a lot of pride. He's a NFL um, Super Bowl winning coach. And he has a brotherhood of African-American coaches here. The one guy doesn't want to, Todd Bowles doesn't want to embarrass his brother. 
because they're probably in the same lawsuit with Flores. <laughs> so for all those reasons, I like the Steelers to cover 10 points because I think this line is going to balloon as more stories come out about the Giselle, Brady, uh, divorce, and people bet it rationally. I have it up there that blue and orange book, predictably irrational. So divorce stories come out, people blindly bet Tampa Bay because Tom Brady's on Tampa Bay. Uh, I think it's going to balloon to 10 points. So give me this, the Steelers double digits to lose 13 to 3 or maybe 13, let's say 14 to 6. The Steelers will kick two field goals with Pickett, which he's not going to do well against a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator like Todd Bowles, but they might kick a couple of field goals to cover the 10 points and definitely going under 45. What do you think Chad does, Scott? Yeah, man, I mean, Pittsburgh, the Tampa Bay defense has been solid. I mean, you cannot think Pittsburgh is going to score too much here, so you've got to like the under. Um, you know, right now, the line's at minus nine. I probably lean the other way, though, here. I think um, – I just don't think Pittsburgh is, I mean, going to have enough here. I think Tampa Bay can win this game by 10 to 14 points. So, um, I mean, I like, the, I like Tampa Bay minus the nine here. And uh, I'm with you on the under, though. I think this one will, will stay under. I think we got a, you know, a, a 27 to – to 10 type game here, you know, a 27 to 14 type game, something like that. But can't see the Steelers really getting more than 14. Um, so definitely this one goes under, but you know, I just think Tampa Bay will have enough to cover, you know, 24-10. I just think they'll be able to cover the nine points here. So I'm gonna go Tampa Bay minus the nine and uh under 44. We get to agree on the under, disagree. On the side, break the tie, Scott. So they Fox brought up a the analyst brought up a really good point on a broadcast that that I hadn't even thought about. Tom Brady's skills have not deteriorated. No, the stuff that's going on in his personal life has. And that has affected him on the field. He does not look like the Tom Brady that we're all used to seeing because he's affected by what's going on with, you know, off the field. I think that continues this week. I have a, I have a really sneaking suspicion that Pittsburgh is going to play well in this game. I think Tom Brady has had their number time and time again over his career. I think Tomlin will, will scheme up something on defense that will, confuse Brady a little and I think Brady will be distracted again so having said that I, I like Pittsburgh in this situation at home getting points cooler weather Tampa Bay is a warm weather team they're coming up into the cooler weather that may play a factor in it a little bit um, and I love the under in this game I think it's going to stay under I think Tampa has shown a propensity to not score a ton of points most of the season and I think that's going to happen again. I think they're going to get between 20 and 21 points. And I think it's going to be like a 21 to 17 type of final. So, no, no. And I agree with you, Scott. And, and she did it for a reason, right? And she has yep. psychotherapists in her team. But an element too, right, is that he wants to protect the defense. He has a Super Bowl defense. Yep. 
get their legs off the field. So they're going to run it with Fournette as much as possible. And then again, remember, this is a new offensive line. And with a new offensive line, it's easier to run block than it is to pass block. Right. And, and what has he done in the last few games? Fournette's caught a ton of balls. Right. He's just throwing it to Fournette out of the backfield. So, And that keeps the clock running and keeps the defense yep. off the field. Yep. Them in control of the game. Right. Yeah, you guys. I'm changing my pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off and wait for that blue line. Pitt, I mean, that colder weather. They're at Pitt at home. You guys, you guys convinced me. I'm yeah, taking protein, whatever protein it is. Usually, does not get blown out two weeks in a row. Yeah, and and I I'm not. I didn't really factor in the stuff in Brady's personal life. That does play a bigger factor in your overall. I mean, in in your success in anything in life is your home life. So yeah. He knows he's he knows he's retiring at the end of the year. He knows this is, is it. This is it for him. He's going through all this stuff in his personal life, you know, whether it be with his wife or remember his mom was sick a few years ago. Right. That affected him a lot. I don't. I'm not saying she's sick. I'm just saying the stuff that's gone on in his personal life. And as you said last week, they had the family day on Wednesday, and it was his kids, not his wife and kids. It was his kids that were there. So that's a big thing too. So. I don't know, big time, big time, because he, you know, he has to explain it to the kids. It's not their fault. And then he has another kid with Bridget Monahan. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So it's complicated, right? Yep. So, there are a bunch of problems we don't even know about that we don't want to know about. We just bet on the games. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. So I like the Steelers. We're all in agreement. This is not a call. We're allowed to disagree in dissent. That's how we get better. That's how we've gotten to this point. Where yeah. We're the success of the dissenter, though, scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Lately, yeah. It's tough. It's tough because uh, we've been doing this for a while, and we made a lot of money doing it for a while. People yeah. just give you 100 grand for something unless you have some sort of skill as well. Uh, I like the Rams, minus nine, under 41. And the Rams... Uh, are playing the Carolina Panthers with Steve Wilkes, who coached at Arizona. Probably shouldn't have been fired at Arizona. Been in the NFL forever. But nothing – I've been betting the under P.J. Walker for basically a decade when he was a freshman starter at Temple for Matt Rule <laughs> on that 3-9 uh, and nine Matt Rule team. Matt Rule, God bless him, right? He's <laughs> – Below 500 record at Temple, below 500 record at Baylor, below 500 record at Carolina, and he's going to be rewarded with a $30 million uh, parachute. He's going to land at Arizona State, $4 million a year. Talk about failing forward. (laughs) But he's left the mess at Carolina. Uh, The Rams are a mess, but they have to they have to win. they just sent me a text for tickets for $57. <laughs> People aren't buying tickets. They need to do well. Uh, and they have to do well against a horrible Carolina team. So it's almost like the Green Bay game. And it's, you know, two Andy Reid, Green Bay type guys in LaFleur and McVeigh. So in this situation, both games, uh, the Rams are like a minus nine. And I like it under 41 uh, because, I don't know, you can't let P.J. Walker or PJ Tucker. I would think PJ Tucker is a basketball player. Football player PJ Walker 
and he's he's really bad. I can't believe he was in the NFL. They always said that he was in the NFL because he had a loyalty. Everybody knows he's not any good. So they write in the articles out of loyalty to Matt Rule. We'll go Scott and chat on this. Rams minus nine in SoFi, under 41. Under normal circumstances, uh, my my position on this would be, what have the Rams done this year to be 10, nine, 10 points? Yeah, seriously, though. <laughs> if anyone. Even though Carolina just quit on Matt Rule in the second half last week and allowed San Francisco to do a lot of things. Um, they, I think they wanted them out as bad as a lot of other people. So, but it's PJ Walker. It's a third string quarterback. Yeah, in college, and he's he's loyal to Matt Rule um, because Matt Rule has got him this job in the NFL. So he got him a job in college. He's probably a uh, FCS. As you as you say, DVR this game because you can take a nap through it. Uh, I this is. This is definitely looking like a 24-7 Rams type of win. Um, right. Keep in mind now McVay has come out and said Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, and a couple other players will not practice as much as usual because of the fact that their, their usage in games is high, very high. So I like the Rams 24-7 in this game. So give me the Rams and give me the under. Yeah. I don't, I'm not confident in it. I just think Carolina's just that bad this year. So, yep. I mean, this it's hard. It's hard to take the Rams in the spot. Look what they've done this year. Um, I think I'm not. Know. People are betting the Rams like crazy, and some places that's ten and a half. Yeah, that's crazy, man. But yeah, I, I, I you gotta, you know, Panthers got to come all the way, um, you know, across country, uh, you know with a new coach, um, you know, you got to go with the experience, you know, Super Bowl defending champs here at home. Right. God, they've looked god-awful offensively their last yeah. two games. Yeah. You would think they could hopefully get some return to the mean or I'm going to be kicking myself in the butt for taking them. Well, you can go the um, other way. If this line keeps going the same way the way it's going, because I could see this game end up being 24-10 to 10 or 24-13, that if you can get Carolina – like we got Houston last year at plus 17, you know. But my question with Carolina is this. Uh, how invested are they in these games? How invested are the players in these games? Are you going to put your body on the line? Chad's our player here. Chad, you're going to put your body on the line? You want to keep your buddy fresh? So you can play some years in the NFL? Are you going to put your buddy on the line for this team? Get a concussion? I mean, probably not. You're probably going to make the business decision here. And, I mean, yeah. obviously you want to put good film out, you know, for other teams and for your career. You don't want to put too much bad stuff on film. But, I mean, this is a tough spot, man, coming across the country. No no coach, you know, new new coach for this week. I mean, P.J. Walker, you got a third-string quarterback. You know, he's got the loyalty to Matt Rule, who's not even there anymore. So, I mean, it's just like a weird dynamic. Does P.J. Walker say, oh, you fired my boy, now he's going to go – you know, suck it up, or you know, yeah. I mean, there, there's so many elements to this one that I just think you got to go with the Rams here minus the nine. You know, but if that line does balloon 12 13, definitely gonna look to play a middle in this one, maybe because of just gosh, I don't because I think this game's going under for sure. I'm gonna probably put a unit and a half on this under. I think any way you ride, this is an under game, yeah. Um, definitely, definitely like the under more. So, you know, playing the middle here, playing uh, Rams minus nine. 
uh, Panthers plus 12, plus 13 in and under here. You're, you know, you could could go 3-0, and but you're pretty much guaranteeing yourself a 2-1 and in profit. So it's kind of how I'm approaching this game. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you guys on the Rams minus 9 and, and uh, the under 41 right now. You got to like those a lot. And keep an eye on that balloon line. Well, you know, we could go over on Sunday with a little, little pregame talk. Right. And, you know, part of my NBA business concierge, business consultance, 90% of them don't know what they're doing. Uh, and what I've been doing lately in the last maybe 10 years is I've been telling the, the owners I work with to give me their job description because most owners of a business are control freaks. And it's not that, you know, I'm telling them to do anything. I just want them like the Hawthorne effect to have an awareness. Most business owners are doing 15 jobs. Mm-hmm. So Wilkes comes in and does a rookie management mistake. And remember, in picking games, we use fundamental analysis within fundamental analysis is corporate governance. So he fires two coaches on defense, right? Great. What he should have done was reassign them versus firing them. Because now he fires them. And now these coaches now... Not only is the guy going to be a defensive coordinator now and the play caller, but he still has his job as a defensive backs coach. <laughs> so now you see what I'm saying? And I've seen it happen. We have coaching changes and this is not your guy. Fine. Take him off the defensive coordinator role. Take him off the play calling role, but reassign him to something new so you don't overwork and overload these new coaches who will last week didn't know they were going to be a defensive corner Colin plays against the ex Super Bowl champs. Who's running the offense? Who's running the offense for Carolina? PJ, PJ Walker. Yeah, Wilkes, Wilkes has told McAdoo, do what you want with the offense. You run it. That's a bad sign. PJ Walker is calling his own shots, man. Yeah, yeah, basically. Basically. You know who's the number one protege? And I love this, right? Because I've always betted against these people, and I just stop. Why, why mess with something that's making you money? Uh, Scott, pop quiz. Who is the number one protege of Ben McAdoo who calls him his mentor? This side of, I'm going to give you a clue, this side of Davos Sweeney. Your favorite running backs coach. Favorite running backs coach? Yes. You're the running backs coach at Clemson, and I'll, I'll give you pretty much the answer. I'll give you clues to give you the answer. He was a running backs coach at Clemson. And within a year, he was the head coach of the Cleveland Clowns. <laughs> oh, um, Freddie Kitchens. Mr. Kids. Oh. Mr. Freddie's been in the kitchen. Freddie's in the kitchen. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens. Used to hit 70% every week, but it was cheating. It was always Matt Patricia and Freddie Kitchens bet against them on the side and the under. So those are four, <laughs> four easy wins. There's three just before we move on to the next game. There's three guys that if they're running an offense, bet against them. Ben McAdoo, Jason Garrett, Matt Patricia. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. Freddie Kitchens was uh head coordinator, quarterback's coach, and play caller for Cleveland. And I think they were what, two and fourteen? The rumor is Matt Rule's going to Nebraska next year. Okay. That's the hot rumor going around. So start bending the Nebraska unders if he gets there. Or he gets to Arizona State. Wherever they're going, bet the under. And they're gonna be a lot of games. Yeah. Yep. Baylor. 
and tempo. All right, so we digress. So it's going to be Rams minus nine under 41. But if that line gets too crazy, plus 17, plus 21 on Sunday, then you, you look to Carolina to get a middle on that. Uh, Arizona Cardinals on the road, and we call it, uh, Scott coined it, the Pete Carroll rule. If you live in the past, you die in the past. Uh, Coach Carroll understands he has a horrible defense, so he's been getting in shootouts every week except those crazy Denver uh, Broncos. Uh, what I see with Arizona is that they're trying to fool people by using the flavor of the air raid for ball control. Keep uh, games under. So the way you beat the air raid is the way Belichick does it. Uh, you rush three, right? You drop eight, you try to confuse the quarterback between zone and man because the wide receiver and the quarterback are supposed to read the play independent of each other. So the way you beat that defense is by running it to death and running your, your quarterback. So Arizona has been running it a lot. Uh, Murray's been running a lot, but when they throw it, they've been throwing it to the tight end. Zach Hurts and DeAndre Hopkins isn't there yet. Uh, Green has been hurt. So they've been doing a lot of more ball control things and then try to uh, win it late. That's what they're going to do against Seattle. But the market's thinking this is going to be another shootout. And they got it up to 52 already. So it's down to 50 and a half. All right. So bet the under now. Bet that under. And I like the, I, again, Arizona's a loser team. So you can't take them with points. It might be a game where they kick like a 50-yard field goal to win it at the end. So give me Arizona on the money line. Yeah. And the I got under 52. So I'm glad I bet it this morning right away when I saw 52, which is a key number, under 52, because I think it's going to be way under than that. Pete Carroll's going to go back to his roots and say, okay, we want to play a ball control game. Let's do this. That's what I like to do anyway. I hate these shootouts. Oh, we'll go Scott and Chad. Love the under in this situation. 52 is too high. Um, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the second coach five in the NFL this year. His teams are making mistakes all over the place. Not Last week, I guess he told Kyla to spike the ball on third down when they thought they had a first down. He did not realize it was third down and, and one because Kyla slid right before the first down sticks. Yeah, Kyler Having said, got the first, though, too. That was a dumbass play. Yeah, that right was in. a stupid slide. Ky Kyler screwed that up. But yeah. um, they're just making too well, many mental mistakes. Management, again, he, uh, instead of jumping the gun with all this anxiety and trying to go fast, find yeah. out first whether the guy got a first down or not before you start. There, there was 25 seconds left. He could have burned another five seconds to see if he was at first and 10 but, or third down. Um, rest is right next to you, right? That's why that rest there. Yeah. Having said that, Pete Carroll will take full advantage of any mental mistake that Arizona makes. Right. I think Seattle is going to win this game outright. So I'm I'm taking Seattle, and I'm taking the under. I, I just I like Seattle's offense. I like the way they're playing. Rashad Penny's gone for the year now. He broke his leg, but they still Kenneth Walker is still a good backup for them. 
He's better than Penny actually. Yeah, but I just think Seattle's offense is clicking on all cylinders now, and I don't think Carroll's going to change it that that much with the Penny uh, out for the season. So, give me Seattle. Give me the under. All right. So we both agree on the under. Uh, I like Arizona. It's got like Seattle with a money line and plus three. Uh, what do you think, Chad Noel? Man. Break the tie. I really like – I mean, I like Arizona on the money line here, and I, I like C- Seattle plus three and a half, um, plus three. I I do I, I do think Scott's got a point with, with um, just how bad Arizona's been and all the mental mistakes and how that team is just – um, do love the under. This is one a unit and a half. Double your under bet here. This this make sure you profit on this game with yep. this under. Yep. Um, I guess it's talking into doing Seattle plus three and a half. Get it off the key number. Yeah, but I, I really think the higher probability here. Um, I think Seattle plus three and a half just gives me a little better probability of winning this bet than Arizona on the money line. You know, I could see Arizona pulling this game out late by, you know. Real, you know, by two or three late. Um, but I would not be surprised here to see Seattle win this game. I think Geno Smith has been playing really, really well. Um, you know, I think Pete Carroll, the corporate governance of Seattle, is is better than Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury and what he's shown in his coaching career up to this point. So, um, yeah, I mean, get, division game, give me Pete Carroll, give me Geno Smith at home in a division game, getting three, three and a half points. I'll, I'll, I'll take the Seahawks here. Plus, plus the three with the hook. Okay. I'll give you another stupid decision. They made the guy that missed the field goal late in the game that cost him the game. They just signed him to the, to the roster. Okay. (laughs) The guy has been with Houston and Kansas city this year and both teams cut him. Kansas city, Andy Reid tries not to cut guys because he, he loves all his players. But they said in pregame warmups this guy was pushing the ball right every single time that he kicked. Right. And they signed him to the roster because their regular kicker is hurt. It's another bad decision. The terrible decision. Right. So, no, the, I was listening to the Arizona radio, and they were like, yeah, before the game, this guy's pushing it to the right every time. I can't and what did he do? I mean, out there. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. So, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. You know, I just think that Clingsbury, uh, uh, they lost to him last year. Last in a game, they probably needed to get some home field advantage, thirty-eight thirty. So this whole ball control thing was to try to win this game. So I'm gonna stick to my guns with Arizona, but the consensus pick is gonna be. Seattle plus three and a half. Uh, Seattle money line under fifty-two. And and the other thing is, Kyler is hardly running anymore. He ran a little bit in the last game, but he's not no. running. He look he he's looking scared. I mean, according to my boy inside on the inside source from the Rams, you know, like saying you know when they played the Rams, Kyler scared of Aaron Donald. You, I mean, dude, you got to. It's fourth. It's the last drive of the game, and you're sliding a half a yard short of the first down. Why? You don't want to get hit. You're not trying to run. Yep. I mean, I get it, dude. I wouldn't want to run either, dude. At the year five, eight, those dudes hit hard as shit, man. I mean, yep. 
I, I'm not, I'm not dogging them. I'm not saying, but I mean, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, I've watched guys get knocked out every damn week, you know, my right. brother had a tough one. I'm watching the day Marshall, Louisiana game, Marshall quarterback knocked out, trying to run the ball hey. out cold. You know I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I agree. Kyler's not trying to run the ball, you know, yeah. when he is running around a lot, it's behind the line of scrimmage to buy himself time to throw the ball. It's not down the field. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Seattle plus three and a half. I think I think we, we we're on we're on the right side here. All right. So consensus pick is Seattle three and a half money line. What's that money line on Seattle? Money line on Seattle plus one plus one twenty. Plus yeah. one twenty. So I'm just gonna sprinkle it. I'm not putting a full unit. I'm just gonna sprinkle like a quarter unit on it. One twenty. All right. Then uh, is this a Sunday night game? No, but uh, Buffalo, Kansas City is a regular four twenty game. Okay, four twenty Eastern. Four twenty Eastern. Uh, One twenty West Coast. Shootout. It seems like this is going to be a shootout. Uh, I like Buffalo. On the money line, it should be another one of those crazy games. They need revenge. Another one of his guys, uh, McDermott. McDermott coached for him forever. Uh, Kansas City wanted to beat Tampa Bay. That was their main main thing they wanted to do. Uh, So, uh, the line's three now. It's kind of climbing. but that's why I'm taking the money line. I like Buffalo with the money line, and I like it over 54 points. And Andy Reid's going to keep his real defensive game plan for division games. For division games. And he's not going to uh, let the film kind of ride on offense that's hot right now with uh, – Josh Allen, Josh Allen is the opposite of what you just said, uh, Chad. Uh, Allen runs the ball too much. He doesn't care. He'll run people over, but he's 240 pounds. Yeah, 6'5", 240. Well, Kyler's what, 5'7", 195? 195 or something, yeah. yeah. I think they list him like two-something. There's no way. Because Russell Wilson's like 5'10", but they give him like, I think he's like 215 or something. But he is taller. I mean, a couple inches does go a long way. He's a high school quarterback. Again, he's one of those guys like Hurts who did not win a playoff game. Trevor Lawrence. So so this game is in Kansas City, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so last year, the Bills and Chiefs played the same week of the season, October 10th last year. um, And the Bills won that one in Kansas City 38-20 to in kind of a shootout fashion. So – I think that's a pretty good indicator that this one's going to go over again, similar to that one from last year with a 38 to 20 score and the bills won last year too. So um, definitely think they can win another one here and man, they got to have that revenge on their mind from that, that playoff game, you know, getting knocked out of the playoffs, you know, you kind of, you know, lick your chops for a team that knocks you out of the playoffs. I mean, I remember in, in high school, I mean, it was in a different sport, right? The team that beat us in the champ- CIF championship in football, we got to play them in the first round of baseball playoffs in an elimination game. 
Right. You know, and, and oh, there was only like only like three guys on our me and two other guys on that team, you know, played football. We're on that football team. You know, it was like me and center field, our catcher and our second baseman. We all played football. And uh, but man, like it went to extra innings. And I'll never forget, like the just the you know, just wanting to beat that team, even right. though they beat us in a different sport earlier in the year. So you gotta love that revenge game theory, that revenge angle. They already beat them last year in Kansas City. They showed us they could do it, and it was a shootout last year. So you got to like the Bills' money line in the over here. Exactly. We're guys. I feel the same way. Same way. Same story. We're guys. And really, it's the same. It's just a high level of skill. So what do you think, uh, Scott? i give you a short, short version of this. It's going to go over. Andy Reid doesn't care. About revenge factor doesn't care about regular season wins losses as long as his team gets in the playoffs. Yeah. Buffalo is going to win this game. It's going over. Each team is averaging thirty points a game. It's going over, and Buffalo is going to on the money line because I, I I think I could see this being a 37-34 game right. for sure, yeah. definitely. So yeah, they got it. Kansas City game was crazy. Too. It's two, some places have two and a half. I would take Buffalo minus the two and a half. It gets to three. I'm not touching it. So See, Bovada's got a juiced line right now. They got Buffalo minus three, but it's at plus 105. Yeah, and plus I can see it ending up 37-34 for sure. Yeah. I, I can see it going that way. So, Yeah, I'm just going to take the money line so I can just enjoy yeah. watching the game. I too. I am too. Yeah. Really good money. You got to look at your mental health part. You enjoy yeah. it. You know what I mean? That stress. And it's, it's a lot easier to explain to your family members when you're watching the game. Yeah, I just – I got Buffalo to win. When you start talking about the spread, they start getting all wigged right. out. Then, <laughs> you know? Okay. Uh, I got the money. You go out there. And, uh, you did what? Buy beer, right? Buy the beer. <laughs> and, and I got the pizza. You the- did what? You took Buffalo minus three at Kansas City. Wow, are you crazy? What yeah. Are you, what are you so, Yeah. <laughs> So that is the consensus Buffalo money line over 54 points. They're going to keep their defensive schemes for division games. Uh, another, this is a traditional game. Uh, that, that movie, Silver Linings. You ever watch that movie, Silver Linings, Scott? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, it's a good movie to watch with your wife. Check and watch with his girlfriend. I don't watch, I don't very watch movies very much, man. For real, yeah, I'm not a big movie watcher, but because this movie is about uh, it's about mental health, so it's a good one about mental health. Has Bradley Cooper in it. I watched it with my wife, so she said it was legit about mental health, but it was about I'm not gonna spoil it, but it was about a parlay. Uh, it was a Dallas Philadelphia game in a figure skating competition. <laughs> but it's a, good, it's a good one because uh, there's a lot of sports betting in this movie. Uh, 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 not Pacino, but the other guy is always in the mafia movies. It's, it's in it too. Uh, uh, De Niro. De Niro's in it. Bradley Cooper, De Niro, Lawrence. That's on figure skating. Really? Yeah. That's on figure skating. Come on, really? Yeah, it does. So, you, so you have all these name actresses, right? The girl from the Hunger Games in a sports betting movie. Silver Lightings with Bradley Cooper. Guys who like to bet on sports, watch it with your wife. There'll be a lot of, uh, a lot of synergy, right? Uh, good movie to watch. 
I always think of that movie when I'm watching the very, very traditional Dallas against Philadelphia, $2 billion going to go up to $3 billion being bet in the state of New Jersey, sports betting. It's got to Scotland, Massachusetts. Massachusetts only has 11 million people. So they're the top five as far as money spent on sports betting. So the illegal is going to go to the legal. It's going to be a lot of board money, but a lot of those people are going to uh, Foxwood and going to Jersey. Now they don't have to, right? They can just go to uh, the wind in Boston. Encore. Yep. All right. So you got Dallas plus six, under 42 and a half. That Philly line is way too big. Philly is a good team. I, I They have a lot of promise. They have a lot of false hope with a lot of young players. Uh, I can see them having one big year, but Jalen Hurts hasn't proven anything. Dan Quinn's dialing stuff up. Uh, he wants to be a head coach again. He's got that Dallas defense playing really well. Uh, Dak might not see the field again because everybody likes Cooper Rush, uh, including the owner. They asked him on the radio show, who's starting by Cooper Rush? <laughs> no hesitation. Is Dak healthy? Yeah, he's fine. Cooper Rush is starting. So I like Dallas in this situation to be able to run the ball. I don't know if they're going to win or not, but I do see this being a close game. Uh, and I see it being under the total 43 because Jalen Hurts, in a game like this, is going to be turnover prone. And he hasn't proven to me that he can pass the ball versus throwing it at people. And he hasn't proven to me that he can really read defenses. I think he's progressed as far as he understands. He doesn't know what defense it is. He looks out to see if his Alabama guys are open. Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith open? No. Okay, I'm running. <laughs> and that's only going to go so far. I think they might win the game. He might get three first downs with his legs and win the game. But covering six points, especially if Parsons, 11, and chase him down, and he's a young guy. He's not going to wear down. As long as Parsons is playing, coming off that edge on third down, give me Dallas plus the six. Hopefully those uh, – and that's, a lot of that movie is about that. It's about betting blindly because you're an Eagles fan, and your dad was an Eagles fan, and your grandfather's an Eagles fan. And they used to take you to one game to Veterans Field. So now every single weekend you work hard – and you spend $1,000 every weekend and you bet blindly on the Eagles. And then you take 300 bucks and you bet blindly on the 76ers. <laughs> you somewhat break even, but it makes these lines really inflated. So give me Dallas plus six, under 42 and a half. We'll go Scott and Chad. Monday night, Sunday night football. So I'm going to, I'm going to attack this a different way. And I'll tell you why I'm, I'm with you on Dallas. I'm with you on the under. I'm also betting the second half underline, whatever that is. Philadelphia has shown a propensity not to score in the second half. They they score a lot of points in the first half, and then they just take the the pedal off the metal. So I'm going to go three sides of this. I'm going to go Dallas plus six and a half. I'm going to go the under 43, and I'm going to go the under second half line, which is going to lead to the under 43. Because Philly, look at all their box scores. Other than I think the Detroit game opening week, I don't think they've scored more than seven to 10 points in the second half. So, uh, so I like the unders. I don't know what it is right now, but I would bet that under second half line because of, of what Philly has done 
the last four or five weeks. Right. So. Howie Roseman, you know, with Peterson, with uh, Chip Kelly, they're very calculated. So he has a first half of the season strategy, and they only run it in the first half and do nothing in the second. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys, man. I like I think that line's way too inflated. This is gonna be a tough battle of a division game that Dallas could very very well win. So yeah, I, I like plus six here. I think market's a little high on Philly right here. I think this one should be more like two and a half, three Philly favored. Definitely a couple points of a market inefficiency here. Um, and yeah, I mean, golly, I, I'm gonna keep bet, betting Dallas and Philly unders till I don't get one. So. Like, I'm, I'm just rolling it, rolling it into next week. Um, you know, we got the Eagles under at Arizona and Dallas and um, the Rams. I mean, it's just the Dallas is just an under team. Any way you ride it, man. Kellen Moore's calling 60% run right now with Cooper Rush. They're 60 40 run pass. I mean, just with that play call selection and that defense and this being a tough division game, um, you know, it's in a primetime spot also, man. So, Primetime games this year are like eighty percent to the under, so I think I think I think that's keep keeps going here. So yeah, I like that Dallas plus six and uh, under the forty two and a half. Yeah, I love it, love it. And, and, and another thing too, uh, hurts when he goes back to throw, he's really going to run it <laughs> half the time. Yeah. So another two. All right, and then the last game, Monday Night Football. The L.A. Chargers from Spanos, Greek Mafia family from the Sponge Docks, Tarpon Springs, Florida. They have to kick up. There's no money in the trust to play for backups. Uh, the line is the Chargers minus five. And the over-under is 45. Denver coming off a debacle where they refused to win the game. All they had to do was run the ball a couple times, run out the clock, and they refused to do it. They decided to hand the ball to the other team. Uh, so it's a division game. It's going to be very different. Denver's had more time to prepare. Uh, I think their defense is still going to play really hard in this game. To keep this under the 46, 45, is your normal game and I'm seeing some five and a half at uh Bet Rivers, which is in you know the Midwest, seeing some five and a half. There's a sports illustrated sports book. Sports Illustrated got sold, so people are just bidding the names. So sports of the sports book has some crazy lines where you can get Denver plus six. So my point is shopping around there. Uh, I got Denver plus five, under 46. It's going to be like Dallas and Philadelphia, a very close division game. And it's going to go under because Denver has a good running game and a very good defense. And they're going to pin Herbert deep to keep it under. Still think probably Chargers will win, but Denver covers. We'll go Scott and Chad. So I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'm going to say this. You can't trust Russell Wilson right now. You can't put the ball in his hands. You just can't do it. He's injured. He's he's uh, he's making he's got an operation on his shoulder. 
Yep, he's making bad decisions with the ball, throwing the ball. He threw a couple of picks in the end zone, I think, last week that helped the Colts win. They have to run the ball a lot, lot. and that's going to lead to the under. And I'm going to... I'm going to take the charges on the money line. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick Denver with the point. I'm taking the charges on the money line. I hate their coach. Their coach makes terrible decisions every week, every week. That was shit, last, last week was ridiculous, man. Yeah, what are you, fourth what are down you in your own side deep. of the, <laughs> Come the? on, you're up two when you, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Does he want to get fired? I don't know if he wants to get fired, but. Well, think about it. He's a young guy. It's one of those things. If something's too good to be true, yep, it probably is. So I've it never been is. a coach. I've only been a half a coordinator, really. In, you know, yep. uh, right, you know, I'm suddenly going to be a head coach for a while. You no, know what it was? It's a trap. There's a trap. You're working for the Greek mafia. has no money. You're probably not going to get paid half the time. And you're going to be doing 15 jobs a hit in addition to being the head coach. Two or three years ago, all these organizations said, if you were a disciple of Sean McVay, you, we're hiring you as a head coach. Doesn't matter who you are. We're hiring you as a head coach. So this guy was with McVay. He got hired by the Chargers as a head coach. He's not a head coach. He just, these two guys are terrible. These two head coaches are terrible. But the way so, Brian Staley promised that he was going to take the least amount of salary of anybody. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going under, and I'm going to charges on the money line. I, I just, I can't right. take the points. Over I'm that. just taking both my units and putting them both on the under in this game. Uh, <laughs> that's a good idea too. That's a good idea too. This game's going under. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know yeah. that. I couldn't tell you, but I do. I do think you guys are both right. I like Denver plus five on the spread, but I think the Chargers won this game on the money line. You, you got to rock with it. Yeah. All right. So we went 14 and two on the sides, phenomenal, 87%. Uh, lion's share of the $11,000 profit I made last week. Uh, we got the system down. Uh, you know, we're authentic. We're honest. We disagree when we honestly have a different opinion when we've researched stuff. But we disagree without being disagreeable, screaming at each other and getting personal. <laughs> it's not like that. So, what are the final thoughts, guys? I think we were unanimous in a lot of these games, which which bodes really well for us based on last week. So, I I could see us in, at another seventy percent clip here, which would really bring our bring our spread up, well, you know, bring our percentage up. So, if we get the, the totals like we did the first couple of weeks of the season, the side like we did last week, uh, you just have to watch out for the tax man. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts, uh, Chad? Yeah, man, I, I, I think we're hitting our groove, man. Um, you know, having weeks like that really does good for your confidence and really helps you think and be more confident in your thinking. And um, you know, kind of takes away sometimes when you're struggling and luck factors working against you, you're second guessing yourself. So, you know, I think we're all really confident. You know, we got a got momentum going. We all feel really confident about um, the money in our bank bankroll and, and the success we had and i think that uh you know we're gonna parlay that into this week and have another good week that's why that's why transparency is so important and part of the hawthorne effect you know whatever you track and measure you improve it 10 to 20 percent but it's also an element of it i was reading about today 
that when you're being watched, your performance is also better. So it's all part of the process so we can beat inflation. Uh, we don't ask for credit cards, uh, numbers. We don't ask for emails. We don't have a paywall. You can buy uh, Chad, Chad's brother, Chance's t-shirts, help the guy out, NIL, Oregon State University, start a quarterback, hats, hoodies. It's going to get cold out there. Good Christmas presents. You can give us a tip. If you went 14 and 2 and you use all our sides and you made, like Jimmy, $29,000, go ahead, give us a tip. You can go to the website and click underneath there where it says tip. You know, give us a tip and we'll distribute it equally amongst ourselves. Not charity, but it's just uh, capitalism. You don't have to pay Action Sports $300 or anybody anyway. We give you more information that really you should know. We do the two podcasts that we do on the NFL. That's enough information. Other than that is paralysis by analysis, too much information. In business, when you give one, you get 10 back, right? It's not philanthropy or religion. It's business. And Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you live, uh, from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network.